What's up, everybody? My name is Dustin Rubio, part of the Limitless Leadership Team and youth pastor at City Church Swansea. And this is the Limitless Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help youth leaders connect, think, and grow. Welcome back, everybody, to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. I'm sure you'll agree we just had a fantastic conversation last month with Martin Saunders on the spiritual disciplines, and I'm pleased to say he's back again this month. Welcome back, Martin. It's lovely to be here again. You are living the dream, aren't you? Just I am. Chat here, chatting to Dustin Rubio. I've been here for a month. Yeah. <laughs> waiting for this. Yeah. They'll let me go home after this now. Uh, so we're going to get straight into it. Uh, this is an exciting topic because we're talking about innovation in youth ministry yeah. today and you have developed here at youthscape where we're actually recording this podcast yeah. a process that helps you to innovate uh, and create new ideas and evaluate new ideas uh, so we're going to get you uh, to talk us through that process yeah. and uh, ultimately how our youth leaders listening can apply that in their local context yeah yeah and the first one being opportunity yeah okay well let me um uh, l- let me give you a little bit of context for this. So uh, Youthscape has, uh, is a national youth organization based in Luton. Uh, we have a, a kind of interesting model where we have local youth work going on in the building uh, every day in local schools. We have young people through here all the time. Uh, and they are uh, the young people whom we kind of concentrate our efforts, but they're also our, our kind of laboratory experiment. I, I'm trying not to say rats, but uh, <laughs> laboratory mice. There we go. Um, for, for then the national stuff that we develop. So the stuff that works here in Luton, we develop and then we disseminate it nationally. That's kind of the, the model of, of Youthscape. And so we have these uh, things like Romance Academy and Self Harm UK, which are part of Youthscape, which are like the national arms through which we disseminate the stuff that we learn locally. Um, because what, what we've done is we've sort of reorganized ourselves around this idea of innovation, of n- finding the new ways in youth ministry. And the reason for that uh, uh, is that I, I, I hope you know, you'll agree with this in, 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 in some way. Uh, the old models of youth ministry are no longer working. And, uh, and we're seeing, unfortunately, the, the sort of the fruit of that in the, uh, the drop off of young people engaged in uh, in youth ministry across the church. Now, I understand the picture within uh, within y- the Elim kind of denomination is actually pretty uh, pretty bright. There's some signs of life and green shoots all over the place. Uh, the broader picture, I have to tell you, is not so uh, good. So, so you guys are you guys are doing doing well. Um, but the, the the bigger picture is that youth ministry is uh, is struggling, and lots of people have left youth ministry, perhaps from some of the bigger traditional denominations as well. Uh, lots of the funding has gone out of youth ministry. Lots of churches no longer employing uh, youth pastors and so on. Uh, so it's been a difficult time, uh, and we believe that innovation is needed. It's what um, has happened in culture. Culture has really embraced this idea of innovation, of driving forward in terms of technology and, uh, and new things. Uh, and we we think that we can take a lead from people like Google and Apple who are driving forward new ways of uh, of um, new models for the new uh, century. Uh, you know we can we can take some of that for youth ministry as well. So so that's the kind of background. That's why we become sort of uh, focused on innovation, on innovative thinking. Um, what we did is we we developed a uh, a five stage process for developing new things 
at Youthscape. So that's where it started. We said, how are we going to develop new resources, events, training, programs to use with young people? How are we going to do that? So we developed just a process, which is five stages. It's robust. Uh, it's, it's a development process like you'd find in, in Apple or a manufacturing company. Uh, and, uh, and it's these five steps. And the first one, as you said, is opportunity. So it's a very long answer to your question, isn't it, Dustin? I'm really sorry. It's all good. But I thought, I thought you know, there was a little, little bit of context needed. And so, uh, so this is the first point where I think um, uh, this is new thinking for youth ministry because, because largely what we do in youth ministry is uh, we start with a great idea. So somebody has a great idea. They say, often they'll say, the Lord has given me <laughs> an idea. So and, they, and they'll go to, a, you know, in a parachurch sense, uh, uh, in an organizational sense, they'll go to a, a funder and they'll say, the Lord has given me an idea. And the funder will say, well, that sounds excellent. Here's 50,000 pounds. And then they go and uh, create the idea and they launch the idea. And then it doesn't really come to anything uh, because it wasn't a great idea. It, funnily enough, wasn't from the Lord. And, uh, and then nothing's really ever said again because we're British. We just brush it under the carpet and we never talk about it. And that money has been spent trying to develop an idea, which actually was a bit flawed from the start. Um, and, uh, and then what happens, of course, is they, um, uh, they go back to the same funder two years later with another idea and the, the wheel from turns the again. From the Lord, exactly. <laughs> funnily enough, in the tech industry, that they don't say, you know, I've just had a word from the ghost of Steve Jobs and, <laughs> and I'm going to, uh, uh, you know, I think we need to develop this. Uh, they have a robust development process that starts before the idea. And that's, so that's what we're doing. We're looking at the opportunities or to put it more coarsely, the problems that are facing youth ministry and youth culture and young people. So everything we develop is a response to an actual need or a problem or a, uh, an opportunity that we see. Yeah. So one simple example of that is um, we talk a lot to the local schools around here in Luton where we're based and we've learned that anxiety is a massive issue for young people. Young people getting low level and actually higher level anxiety uh, because of exams, because of uh, the, the proliferation of media and stuff in their lives, the fact everything's on, they're getting more and more anxious. So we know that is a problem. So, so suddenly we've got a reason to develop something. Yeah. We've got something to respond to yeah. uh, rather than someone just saying, oh, I think we should do a, a, a resource around anxiety because that sounds like a, a, a useful thing. Right. Uh, we know that there's a need for it and that immediately makes the whole thing more dynamic. So, uh, so that's the first stage is, is if anything's going to be developed at Youthscape, anything new, we have to have an opportunity that's responding to. Yeah, yeah. And then the next one is ideas. Yeah. So that's where most people would, would start. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and what we're saying is, you can have ideas, but try and have ideas in response to opportunities and problems. So at that point, what we do is we then have creative workshops and brainstorms. And we use other creative tools um, to uh, get people to come up with great ideas that really respond to a problem. So a lot of people would uh, have an issue with creativity and ideas. They, they, uh, a lot of people say, I'm not creative. I imagine people listening to this might think, Oh, well, I'm not a creative, so this isn't relevant to me. Well, actually, we're all creative. You know, we're all made in the image of the most creative being in the history sure. of the universe. Uh, and creativity is a part, is an intrinsic part of him and, and of us. Um, but we're creative in different ways. So, you know, uh, you might be great at coming up with ideas, but you might be terrible at developing them and taking them to the next level. Well, it's really important to have people around you who are brilliant at critiquing ideas and making them better. 
And so there are different people who have different roles to play, even in the generation of ideas, because you you have the initial spark of an idea, but then you have other people who can come alongside and fan that into a great big new idea that's going to work. So ideas is not just about sitting in the bathtub and going, oh, you know, oh, we should do, well, Eureka, exactly, we should do this. It's about creating a sort of three-dimensional response to a problem. Uh, and once you've got that, then you can decide whether that's actually something worth taking forward and developing. And so yeah. we have this creative process here. Uh, we have a meeting then, in, you know, of our senior team who look at those, those ideas and say which ones we're going to take further. Okay, cool. So then you have your opportunity. Yeah. You meet, you get your ideas. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into development. What does that look like? That's right. So, so then again, we would we would look to people like Google who have put serious time, energy, and money into developing systems around this. So, um, uh, to take an idea and develop it into a proper, uh, you know, resource or product or something that you could launch, mm. um, you you have to go through a robust process. So, uh, Google do something called Sprint. I don't know if you've heard about that, where they um, they get everyone in a room essentially and they just go at it everybody graphic designers techs tech guys uh creatives finance people all in a room for a week and they just blitz it and they turn the idea into a physical thing Uh, and we've done that sort of thing but there is a, a more usual way of developing things which is just to assign a team get the right people around it make sure you've got your research we have a whole research arm here at youthscape um, headed up by phoebe hill um we uh we make sure we've got research involved we make sure we have got the idea right um we try it a few different ways and we create essentially a prototype uh, that we can then take out and test and that's the next stage that is the next stage pilot it then you pilot it and again i think this is you know in terms of uh, what we do in youth ministry what the picture's been i think i you know i've been involved 15 years in in parachurch youth ministry so i think i have the right to say this often this is another stage that we skip mm. so what we do is we we have the great idea we develop the idea into a thing and then we launch it and uh, and actually quite a lot of the time as soon as it's launched you um uh you realize there were some critical flaws in it and you know many times i have been one of those people who've looked at something at the moment it's gone onto their bookshelf and gone oh no if only we'd tried try, thought about this a bit better and tried it out with someone first yeah and what you're describing there is something that we've done in, in limitless we've recently launched a, a, a new gap year program called limitless pioneers mm-hmm. uh, and the idea is we want to launch a hundred new youth ministries through churches who are not currently reaching young people great um, but rather than just saying okay we're going to launch out a brand new gap year program we piloted it in my hometown of Malvern, uh, okay and i got a load of students from our bible college regents theological college and we worked with the Source Church in Malvern who had one young person and no youth ministry. Right. And we said, will this work? Okay. And we got into the schools and we tried to launch out a new youth ministry. And that's been going for one year now. Yeah. And we've done that, I think, quite successfully. Yeah. And we've made some mistakes. Yeah. And we've learned some lessons and we've done some things well and uh, we've learned some best practice yeah and because of that pilot now we've launched something out nationally that's been tried and it's been tested and that's the process you're talking about yeah absolutely you know you don't just go oh this is an idea let's put it out there yeah you know to see if it if it turns or burns you know let's test it out let's learn some lessons before we go big before we go 
uh, ride out there publicly. Yeah, exactly. And I think what we've done for too long is we've just... And it's it's come out of a, a season where we had a lot of money and a lot of resource in the church and we could make mistakes and there was no consequences. Uh, and now there are grave consequences for organizations whose big ideas don't pay off. Uh, so you used to just roll the dice and see what happened. Well, we've realized we can't get away with that. And that's good. That's a good change. Yeah, so after you pilot it, yeah. evaluation. Yeah, I, I, um, there's a sort of extra bit before evaluation. So, so piloting is the fourth stage and evaluation the fifth stage. But the kind of secret one in the middle is a sort of enhancement stage where you go back into development okay. and you, you make sure that before you launch the thing, you've actually learned the lessons of piloting. I've known pilot that are, you know pilots to run people have learned things and it's made absolutely no difference to them just launch the resource as it was anyway yeah um which is madness so so then for goodness sake implement your learning make it better probably test it again especially yeah. if it's going to be a big thing test it again and then and then you're ready to launch um launch isn't a stage in our process because it's just launch it's just the mm. moment where it turns into the um but what what we um what we then do is somewhere between three and six months after we've launched a new program or a resource uh, we gather together a group of people and we ask some tough questions uh, about how successful it's been now the only way you can do that is if you um you evaluate what you've got against the original aims you set at the beginning and that means you have to have set proper aims in the beginning which is again something which a lot of people neglect to do and then what you do is you evaluate retrospectively you retrofit your aims and objectives into the reality you're evaluating so then you go well you know funnily enough we were always hoping there'd be five young people at this uh, at this uh, concert uh, you know, we were hoping we were really hoping that this would uh, sell six copies even though we printed 3,000 you you retrofit your your expectations because of course naturally you don't want to uh, you know retrofit failure um, so if you set uh, aims at the beginning if you set clear aims it forces you to well hold you to account at the end so that when you evaluate you can really ask look, was this successful what were the mistakes we made and crucially what new opportunities spring up uh, from having done this process, what new things have we learned actually need addressing? And you go back to the start of the of the process again. This is so helpful, Martin. So, so just say again that just the just those just the five stages. points of the process. Sure. So it's it's find an opportunity that that needs response. It's create ideas which respond directly to that. Develop properly your offering. Pilot it and enhance it, and then evaluate it. Okay, so f final question then yeah. for our youth leaders listening, working on a local level with mm. their youth groups, how would they implement this process into that context? Yeah, well, the first thing to say is that it's a culture as much as it is a process. So in Youthscape, we actually have a whole wall of the of the main office. It's 10 meters long, it's four meters high. It's got five big colored panels on it that you can write on and stick things to. And there's this physical monument to innovation and to our process right there in the, in the middle of the, uh, uh, at the building it's not an idol just to make that very clear it's not an idol but it is a it's a culture setting piece of apparatus because people look at that they see it every day they live around it and they just they uh they, they begin to inculcate the values of this uh of this thing so um so that's that's it's a culture not a process so if you um are in a church context where you you just feel like you can't do all this stuff there's just no way there are some values there's some culture stuff that you can absorb straight away so starting with an opportunity rather than an idea you know is really a call to really listen 
always to your community, to your young people, to God, rather than operating out of your own ideas of what would work best. It's starting with a listening exercise, um, which is which is a, a big deal in design thinking and, you know, top level technological development but it's also a big deal in missional thinking yeah I, so, I love where andy stanley andy stanley says that every vision is a solution to a problem that needs to be solved that's immediately. it exactly that's what you're talking about here, exactly that so there's that uh, culture of thinking about what are the opportunities that need to be addressed in my community so that's not hard everyone can do that at the other end of things, the, the, the discipline of piloting and testing your ideas, again, you know, it's just a, it's just, that is the simplest piece of advice I can give from this podcast. It's the thing everyone can implement straight away. If you're going to try something new, try it on a small scale before you launch it on a big scale. So that's something that, that again, every youth ministry, however big or small you are, you just begin to operate like that. Evaluation, again, taking the time to uh to to think over what you did and how successful it was only requires you at the start to have set some aims so again it's just that cultural thing of make sure you're setting aims at the start of your ministry the the idea and the development side of things some people may feel they don't, that have the time or the capacity to do that the scale to do it but i i do think you can translate that from resources to program easily so essentially when you're developing your program start with those opportunities what is what is going on in the lives of our young people what is going on in our community and our culture what is god saying right now those are the starting points for creating a program rather than we haven't done the old testament for a while or young people People are really worried about uh, mental health, right? That's been on the news. You know, rather than those sort of starting points, actually taking the time to listen. So listening being a, an opportunity is being a starting point for, uh, for program as well. So I think even if you're not going to develop resources, uh, you can still use elements. You can pick bits of this uh, process, which should be really useful for every youth ministry. Martin, th thank you so much. I mean, this is just this is just gold. I I've said this before, Dustin, but you know, I I I'm feeling sorry right now for those who are <laughs> listening to this podcast in the car ah. or, or on a run because they're going to need to go back and listen to it again with their pad and you know and their pen and, and make some notes and reflect on some of these things because this is just such helpful stuff. Martin, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast these couple of months. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Yeah, see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. We want to make sure that the Limitless Leadership Podcast is tackling the issues that affect you in youth ministry. So email us at info at limitlesselam.co.uk to let us know the issues you'd like us to discuss. Stay in touch with us on social media. We're at Limitless Elam on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, and YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or however you get your podcasts. See you next time.